Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through November 12th. Yes, that's correct. November 12th, we are recording a day early, You our old recording day on Sunday, So you're going to get your podcast on Monday, so you're listening to this on Monday this week because Daphne is heading to Midwestern's Ace Dance Final. Yes, I'm so excited. It's finally here. Having seen these programs at the beginning of the season, of course, juvenile and intermediate teams will end their season in Bloomington. The top five novice will get to go to the national championships. They are going to have them compete there. I'm not sure if this is kind of a segue into bringing novice back into nationals or if it's trying to make things a little more fair because they have been including singles and pairs novice skaters in the junior events at nationals. But I'm excited for the novice kids that are going to get to compete at nationals. Having seen these programs, as I said, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they've grown from the time I saw them back in Dallas or Lake Placid to now. Yeah, and it's the last um, qualifier for nationals. We've had Easterns, Pacific Coast, Pairs Final was this week, so now just Midwesterns and Dance Final. So um, we are really... It's just a sign, you know, showing us that we're getting close to nationals. You know, we're only two months away. Yeah, I can't believe it. I feel like we were just in San Jose. I know. And now we're going to be going this year to Columbus. It's going to be awesome to have all of us all back together again in one place and be able to hang out and watch some great skating. Yes. So it's really exciting, and I am looking forward to it. But first, got to get through this dance final and Midwestern sectionals. Yes. So Gina is also traveling this week for her work. So that's another reason why we we came together to get this episode to you before we both took off. We've got some ideas on how to spice things up on the podcast going forward to um, make it easier to get the episodes out to you. So, yes, stay tuned for that. However, Gina, we have got to kick things off with 
Talking about Cup of China, there were a lot of things that happened at this competition that were little, I guess not a lot. There were some surprises yeah. at this competition. Oh yeah, totally. There were some surprises. And now we are officially over the halfway point. We only have two Grand Prix events left. Grand Prix final is just a couple weeks away. Um, so we're really like... <laughs> It's so hard to imagine. Like, I feel like we were just talking about Skate America, and now we are talking about Cup of China and getting ready for Grand Prix Spa coming up next week. Um, yeah. First off, this was the first Cup of China we've had since 2019, when she was an international in 2019. There was the domestic in 2020 when, uh, you know, Skate America had a domestic, and, um, uh, other competitions yes, other yeah, ones were added held. To, yeah yeah so so but this was nice to finally see china have an event again um and they're going to be having one in just like a few weeks because the final is in china and beijing um so yeah it was nice to kind of see china back one thing i also noticed uh right away is first i was like wait a minute where are the fans the fans were up higher they weren't as close to the ice as as we saw with skate america and skate canada where they were right at the board the boards there they were up higher and our friend mark canready said there was some throwing of objects on the ice that didn't make it to the ice because of where people were sitting they were sometimes hitting the judges i will remember i believe it was Detroit in 2019. I remember getting hit by stuffies from fans because we were low right at the boards and people were throwing them um, from their seats and they weren't making the ice. And I remember Christine Brennan had to throw a couple on the ice. There was just, we, we had to kind of duck because we would be get, getting hit by flying stuffed animals. Yeah, I remember that too, because that's how our media table was set up. And so I didn't get hit with <laughs> anything being in the photo spots, but I do remember um, others getting hit, like just in the table media seating. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely um, kind of crazy. And I can imagine for the judges, it must have been a little disruptive just because you're sitting there working, and the next thing you know, the the program ends, and you're getting pummeled in the head with a stuffy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah, putting in their final, you know, things that they need to put in. Um, yeah, they're getting hit by flying objects, but a lot did make the ice, especially for Boyun Jin. I was starting to see resemblances of the poo craze with Yuzuru Hanyu. Wasn't totally. That many, but there was a lot, and um, Robin got some great photos of Boyan picking up some of the stuffed animals, too. So that was kind of cool, and it was great to see and hear the Chinese crowd back. Um, I'm sure, you know, Chinese skating fans have missed having a competition in person because um, it has been a few years for them. Obviously, well, we did have the Olympics in Beijing, but that was a whole different no one was watching those Olympics um, other than if you were watching on a TV like we all were. But um, yeah, so I'm, I was glad China 
seemed to pull it together to host an event, and now they just have it to do it all over again in three weeks? Maybe three weeks? Yeah, it's a few weeks. It's like the 7th, 8th, ninth era. I think that that's usually when it is. It's around those those days. Um, Whatever that kind of second weekend is in December is usually the one. So why don't we kick it off with the men, which saw one of the little surprises I was talking about. Yeah, that was definitely one of the surprises there. Well, the men's event, this was the first event of the season for two-time world champion Shomo Ono. Uh, He was first heading into the free skate. He had a 14-point advantage over Francis Adam Siho Himfa, who we just saw win Grand Prix de France the week before, so he was competing back-to-back. But for Shoma, there were some free skate errors um, on the first two quads. He had a fall, and he doubled the quad flip. He did pull it together and landed two clean quads. The free skate is just a it's just a perfect Shoma program. It's just Shoma to a T. It's I really like it, um, and it highlights you know his amazing skating skills. Again, he had a 14-point advantage after the short program, and while he had the highest program component score, it wasn't enough for him to hold on to first place with those mistakes in the free. So he finished in second place, which I think might have been the surprise for everybody, and he will compete his second event at NHK Trophy. So as I said, Adam had two back-to-back events, France last week and then China here, And he is going home with two gold medals on the Grand Prix. His skates may have slightly not been the same skates we saw in France. So they weren't just, they just didn't look as good as they were in France. And that could have been just the fact that he was competing back to back. Um, His short program, he fell on the quad toe. There was just some tight landings where he just wasn't as crisp as he was in France. Um, But his uh, he, like, he did get comfortable as the free skate went on, and it was Im- still a very impressive free skate. It just, again, I was looking at what he did in France, and I was like, this is just slightly not as good as what we saw in France. Um, but his free skate score was actually higher than last week in France, and his overall score was just under the 300 mark. So he did not hit the 300 mark. He did do his backflip as he exited the ice. Chinese fans loved it. He has qualified for the Grand Prix final. And, I mean, beating the two-time world champion, he's the skater to beat. I think everyone is like, I mean, he beat Ilya. He's now beat Shoma. I mean, watch out for Adam. Just going to say that there. Um. The other surprise in the men's event, for me at least, I don't know about anybody else, but was Mikhail Shutteroff of Kazakhstan. He took home the bronze um, because he was fifth in Skate Canada. That's why I say he was a surprise for me here. I didn't expect him to medal. This is his first Grand Prix season. This is the first Grand Prix medal for Kazakhstan since 2016 when Dennis Tan won silver at Grand Prix France which was his second of two Grand Prix medals that season. Kazuki Tomono of Japan and Gabrielle Fragipani of Italy were fourth and fifth. 
Now, this was a surprise for me too, but Soto Yamamoto of Japan, who won Skate Canada, found himself in eighth place after the shore program. And he told the media, and I know Mark mentioned it on the, um, the stream, that he was too focused on making the final. That That's why he didn't do so well in the short program. Um, he did have a much better free skate and moved up to finish sixth. He has 20 points now with, with his two events. He's likely to be at least an alternate because there's still four spots that remain. Yuma, Shoma, Shun, and Kao that still have to skate their second event. So we'll just have to wait and see. If Soto will make the final, but it's not looking like he will. Um, and I just want to give one shout out to Luca Broussard of the United States in his Grand Prix debut. His boots broke down after the short program and he competed in new boots in the free skate. Definitely not something you want to have happen to you at a competition. Um, so I want to just give props to him. Yes, it, they were not the skates we are used to seeing from Luca. Um, so he did finish last, but you, I got to give him props for going out there with new skates and giving it the best he could. Definitely. Well, let's move on to the women. And can we just say the Japanese woman brought it in the free skate, producing some changes from the short program and the free skate. Hannah Yoshida stepped out of her triple axel but produced a strong free skate to move up from third after the short program to take home the gold medal, her first Grand Prix medal. Her overall score of 203.97 put her in the top five of season best total scores so far this season. She finished fourth at Skate America and will end with 24 points. We'll have to wait and see if it's enough for her to make the final. Well, you know, same as with Soda Yamamoto. It's, we, we just have to, to wait. wait. So Rinka Watanabe held on to her second place after the short program to win her second Grand Prix medal of her career. This was a big improvement from her skates from Skate Canada, where she finished sixth. Leader after the short program was Luna Hendricks, but some under rotations in the free skate caused her to lose the top spot dropped to third overall. With 26 points, she will qualify for the final. Kiari Sakamoto, Cheyong Kim, Nina Pinzeroni, Rion Sumiyoshi, and Hyan Lee still have a second event to compete. Nina Petrakina, who won the bronze at Skate America, finished just off the podium in fourth place. Madeline Skizis moved up from seventh after the short program to finish fifth. Well, moving on to the pairs, Daphne, I thought of you when I watched the pairs free skate with the last two teams because it was all about the vampires in the pairs free skates with the last two teams having vampire programs. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, I just thought of you with that, with the vampires. Well, Deanna Stiletto-Dudek and Maxim Deschamps won their second Grand Prix gold medal of the series and qualified for their second Grand Prix final. Their skates weren't as strong as Skate Canada, and you could see they weren't as excited as they were in Canada about their performances. Their overall score was 13 points less than Skate Canada, but again, they were still able to win gold and to qualify for their second Grand Prix final. 
Italy's Rebecca Gilardi and Filippo Ambrosini kicked off their Grand Prix in China, winning the silver medal. They will compete at NHK Trophy. Now, Cheng Peng, who was two-time Grand Prix silver medalist with Yang Jin, is now competing with Li Wang. After winning gold at Shanghai Trophy, they took home the bronze medal in front of their home crowd. They will compete next week in Finland. So a new team here, um, but definitely one to see their improvement and how they grow. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very interested to see how they uh, continue to grow in this partnership. Germany's Annika Hock and Robert Kunkel, who won gold at Skate America, finished in fourth place with 24 points. They will have to wait and see if they qualify for the Grand Prix final. There are teams still to compete with four spots left. We still have Sarah Conti and Niccolò Macchi. Gilardi and Ambrosini still have to go. Pavlova and Sevachenko. Bakari and Gorisi. Pang and Wang. Lu and Nagui. And Kavala. Kovalev and Kovalev. So we just have to see, um, again, who will going to make the final. Well, in ice dance, uh, crazy rhythm dance results with Lajoie and Laga finishing just ahead of Gillis and Poirier. Unfortunately, Gillis and Poirier had a twizzle issue, which cost them some points. It kind of continues this theme that mistakes, even the small ones, are costly and can shift things around. Gillis and Poirier were about six points off their personal best in the free dance and landed just 2.79 ahead of Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga in the free dance, and they ended up winning Cup of China by 1.83 overall. I didn't think this performance had the finesse that they had at Skate Canada. I think the program is a great vehicle for them. I just think this wasn't their best performance. Whereas on the flip side, Lejuan Laga smashed their season's best score by nine points. They also got personal best free dance and total score from this competition. They skated with a lot of intensity here. And if you look at where they started their season at Napoli Trophy to this point, it's pretty incredible what we have seen. They did deal with an injury in the offseason. You would not know it considering what they put out in China. That uh, two second place finishes should be enough for Lejoie and Laga to qualify for their first Grand Prix final at the senior level. Gillis and Poirier with two gold will qualify for their fifth Grand Prix final. In third place, Caroline Green, Michael Parsons, they're building some momentum. Winning the bronze here, they set a new season's best and finished about four points higher than at Skate America. Um, I think, you know, they are still working through that new rhythm dance that they changed. I believe they were doing Paula Abdul and now they're doing Scorpions. So it's a big shift from pop to rock, but they're, I think this rhythm dance suits them more than the other one did. So they're still getting, you know, their feet under them with it, but, you know, a solid bronze medal. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Win here. Um, and I just want to mention in fourth place, Ava Pate and Logan Bai of the U.S. They haven't been able to repeat the score that they got at Autumn Classic. However, they're kind of inching back up into that realm and putting themselves into the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we have to see. It's really been a a very strange <laughs> season so far with dance because there have been some shifting around and unexpected placements, mistakes, costing yeah. teams. And, you know, Green and Parsons started in a similar situation at Lombardia Trophy, where many would put them on the podium, if you look at it on paper, being in sixth place at World Championships last year. But it takes time to get back into that zone. And I think for them, for Green and Parsons in particular, they're a team that peaks later in the season. Mm -hmm. So I think this is kind of their work the bugs out and then they'll shine at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I noticed was just with uh, Ava and Logan and Caroline and Michael, how close they sort of were to each other. And I was like, Ooh, this is going to be an interesting nationals. Um, I am really excited. I always am excited for the dance event, but I think especially this year, there's just so many teams that are right there. Like they're all Mm -hmm. sort of close to each other. And you know, as you said, small mistakes can be costly mistakes in dance, and that could just mean first place to not even meddling sometimes. It's just the way the dance scoring is and how close it is. It's so exciting to watch. Well, I mean, we saw in this competition, Gillis and Poirier had a rhythm dance performance that wasn't their best, yet La Joie and Laga had a dynamite mm-hmm. performance in the rhythm dance and were ready to capitalize and put themselves into, you know, the equation finishing ahead of Gillis and Poirier. I never would have predicted it, but I think it's setting things up for nationals in Canada to be pretty intense because you have to factor in Lawrence Fortier Beaudry and Nikolai Sorensen. How does this all work? (laughs) Um, LeJoie and Laga, of course, Almost won Canadians last year in the absence of Gillis and Poirier. They did not get to compete at the World Championships because Canada only had two spots. I think that may have fueled them because they they seem to be gunning or they really seem to be pushing to 
put themselves not in the bronze medal position, but higher. Yeah. And so they're definitely getting themselves into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to Pacific Coast sectionals and pairs final, the second of three sectionals. And again, we have pairs final was this week. Next week, Daphne will be at the dance final. So we'll start with the pairs Senior. Now, there were 10 teams that competed. One withdrew after the short program. The top seven qualify for nationals, and you can see who those seven teams were in our show notes. But the winner of in the senior pairs final was Katie McBeath and her new partner, Daniel Parkman. Junior, seven teams competed. All seven get to go to nationals, which is great. And the winner of the pairs final was Sydney Cook and Matthew Kennedy. You know, it's pretty exciting to see that number of teams competing at a pairs final, especially as we look ahead to building or trying to build up a pairs program. What really got me excited is a lot of teams are coming out of the Chicago area Mm -hmm. and Alexa and Chris Kinnearum and their school. Um, They put together a really good team of coaches and their teams seem to have a lot of success this weekend. So I'm excited to see some of those teams at nationals in just two months. Yes. So in senior, the top two are guaranteed a spot for nationals. The rest will have to wait until the sectionals this week finish to find out if they qualify for one of the three remaining spots in both the men's and the women's event. For senior men, Goku Endu and Yaroslav Paniat booked themselves tickets to go to Columbus. The senior women's event is still going on. Katie Shen had a six-point lead going into the free skate. Check our show notes for the final results. After the single singles events at Midwestern Sectional Singles Final next week are completed, the top three next best national scores will qualify for nationals. Currently, the third through the fifth place finishers in Pacific Coast Senior Men are next in line heading into mids because their total scores are higher than the Eastern Sectional's third place senior man. Well, junior and novice, the top four in the junior singles events advanced to nationals along with the top two novice women and men. So junior women, Sherry Zhang, she landed seven clean triples in her free skate. Very cool. Annika Chow, Cleo Park, and Kira Hebelink. And then the top two novice were Elena Wilson and Hannah Kim. Junior men, which just wrapped up, Nicholas Brooks won easily. He landed a clean triple axel in his short program. Sergey Evziev, Vaclav Vasquez skated first and cleanly in the free skate and came back from sixth in the short program. John Maravella, also qualified in junior pairs. Uh, and then the top two novice were August Perthes and Ryan William Azapur. Well, the U.S. Figure Skating YouTube channel playlist for Pacific Coast sectional singles and U.S. pairs final have replays of the event live streams and individual novice singles and pairs free skate videos from Friday. Um, it's pretty wonderful. We wanted to shout out U.S. Figure Skating for making these Novice intermediate juvenile level events accessible to more figure skating fans, including ones outside the U.S. who have discovered the existence of these live streams and participate in the live chat in a positive way. 
Um, which is great because this is how you get introduced to the next generation of skaters. And the Eastern sectional singles finals, which was the week before here, um, all event replay videos, senior down to juvenile are posted on the U S figure skating fan zone platform. But unfortunately it's without sound. Um, and that is the case. Um, it, it's the same as last year for the video on demand content, no audio. So if you would like to watch, you just got to realize that there's no audio there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's still something that I think needs to be worked on. We've talked about it a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully something can be figured out soon. Um, please check our show notes for a couple of competitions that we are not talking about, but did take place. Denkova Stavisky Cup, the Pavel Roman Memorial, it was an ice dance competition from novice to senior, and British Columbia and Yukon Territory sectionals in Canada. So we are going to transition to our general skating news. On Friday, the Court of Arbitration for Sport announced that the hearing in the arbitration proceedings involving Rosada, the ISU, Wada, and Camilla Valieva has concluded and a final decision is expected at, by the end of January 2024. We have a couple of articles that we are going to link to in our show notes. Yeah, sounding like we may have a decision here. Finally. Yeah, um, and I noticed, I think, I don't know if there was a specific date. I can't remember if there was a specific date, but I just think we might get the news while we're at Nationals. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. Someone, one of us, needs to bring a microphone to Nationals, just in case we have this bit of news comes out. So I think we need to work on that in our planning yes. for the National Championships. Definitely. We brought a microphone to San Jose, so I'm sure we will remember to bring one to Columbus. Yeah. I think we even did a little mini episode while we were there we did. in the middle of the week. So I feel like we, we can do more of that maybe that. this time. Yeah, I think we can get one in. Well, Estonia's Johanna Alik, her JIV sport clothing company, made the new new Team USA jackets for U.S. figure skating. They were unveiled during Skate America. You've probably seen them throughout the Grand Prix. Well, she has a new book. It's called The Book of Figure Skating. It's coming out soon it includes an eight-page interview on eating disorders weight management etc and that she herself suffered from her competitive days so sounds like um a really good book and maybe a guest on our podcast would love that well there's a new podcast this is an ice dance podcast that's hosted by ashley foy tavort and jill baker they're both former international ice dancers. It's called Dutch Ice Dance Diaries, and it should be launching really soon. Since ice dance is gaining popularity in the Netherlands, um, they decided to put this podcast together. They're going to interview world-class dance coaches and officials. They're going to interview their some of their teams, because they have a couple of teams now that compete for the Netherlands. And they're really excited to bring this to the rest of the world. So you can learn more at DutchIceDanceDiaries.com. And this is another reminder, in case you need another reminder, that all event tickets for the 2025 
That's the 2025 World Championships in Boston go on sale on November 15th at 10 a.m. And again, Boston Worlds is March 24th through the 30th, 2025. It's so crazy that these tickets are going on sale already. It's just, ah. I have such fond memories of the Worlds in 2016. It was my first world. It was so incredible. Um, I loved having, you know, an event hosted in New England that brought in skaters from all over the world in such a high caliber competition. And the skating was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for Boston Worlds. Yeah, me too. It's just so hard to think about it right now because yeah Montreal has to have worlds first mm-hmm. and that's only a couple months away so it, it but it's just it's crazy that already tickets are going on sale because I'm like but we haven't even gotten to 2024 <laughs> yet <laughs> really I know but, and given everything we went through too with the 2020 worlds and I'm excited that Montreal is getting this back because they deserve it after having to cancel that competition. I know it was really rough yeah. for them to have to do that. Yeah, and I'm excited that we get, um, you know, we get two North American worlds, you know, back to back like this. Um, I was talking to a friend who, gymnastics, she follows gymnastics, and I told her we had two world championships. I said, no, I'll be going to worlds in Montreal. And then the year after Boston, she was like, what? How do you get to go to Worlds twice? She's like, I'm so jealous because she wants a gymnastics Worlds, but. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, I don't know that it ever has. No. So it's just really exciting to have that. Yeah. I don't think it would have happened had Worlds in Montreal been able to go on as planned. And now it just, it's pretty cool, though, yeah. that we get back-to-back Worlds yeah. in and, North America. Yeah. It's a gift for really for the skating fans in North oh, yeah, America. Totally. And to my, get to see that. My friend can't complain too much. She did get tickets to go to the Olympic trials this summer, spring summer for gymnastics. So she will be there when the Olympic team is announced for Paris. So she can't complain about us getting to worlds. She's getting to go to, you know, well, probably one of the more exciting events for gymnastics this year. So so let's move on to recent articles and interviews. It was a really light week for interviews. Um, the only one I really have is just basically an article that Golden Skate posted about Yuzero Hanyu's Replay Ice Story 2. If you want to learn more about that, you can check it out at Golden Skate. The link will be in the show notes. And we might as well transition to our upcoming events for the week. It's going to be a little bit more busy because we do have a Grand Prix event. Grand Prix Espa is taking place from November 17th through the 19th in Espa, Finland. Yes. And if we haven't mentioned it already, I think we've mentioned it a couple times before, but the U.S. Midwestern sectional singles An ice dance final is taking place November 14th to the 19th in Bloomington, Minnesota, and that's where Daphne is heading to tomorrow. So November 15th through the 19th, Warsaw Cup Challenger Series event is going to be taking place in Poland. This is is a singles and ice dance competition. It looks like there's a live stream for it. 
November 16th to the 19th is the NRW Trophy, and that's for singles in ice dance. It's basic novice to senior ice dance, and then advanced novice to senior singles, and that is in Dortmund, Germany. And finally, November 17th through the 20th is Skate Celia. It will take place in Celia, Slovenia, and it is singles from the novice to senior levels. That brings us to the end of our playing content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, first I want to say, Mateo did a really good job of doing this last week in my absence. Mm-hmm. I have he to did. say, he did awesome on this. So I'm going to just say you can find us at thisweekinskating.com on social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter at thiswkinskating. Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. We're also on Threads, which is that social social media platform from Meta. I got to do better at posting there. I will do my best to keep posting. And then we love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate the support we've received via social media. We also wanted to remind you that we have a Patreon that is located at patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. As you know, we're getting to the end of the calendar year, so that means Gina and I will be doing a mailbag episode soon. So please submit your questions, and we will answer them in a special episode. Yes. Um, We like to end our episode by shining lens on what's going on at our respective websites. This week it was a little quieter. I have the Cup of China recap and photos. This week will be a bit crazier because I'm going to have photos coming in from Espa. Matea will be in Espa, so we'll have some interviews and and the recap from Espa. And I'll be, of course, in Bloomington, so photos will be posted. So Gina, what's going on at FSL? little busy despite the fact that i'm leaving on wednesday for a trip (laughs) yeah a lot going on i don't know why i do this to myself but anyway uh couple china recap and photos will be up on the website if you missed it last week we had an interview with nathan chen um just talking about how he is returning to nashville for the scott hamilton in friends show and uh Nashville was where he was named to the 2022 Olympic team. And then Mara has an interview with Mariah Bell that will be up today as you're listening to this podcast. Mariah is also making a return to Nashville to perform in the Scott Hamilton and Friends show. And this is also, she is going back to the place where she won her U.S. title and was named to the Olympic team. So you see a a theme there with those two. The Grand Prix... Tracker has been updated, so if you can want to keep following along to see how skaters are doing in their attempt to make the final, you can check it out there. And then later in the week, I will have the Grand Prix Espa Hub. I've been doing that where it's got all of who's competing, previous winners, also the streaming information that you need to know. So yeah, a lot going on there. Check it out all at FSO. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, and then I'll have photos from Grand Prix Spa and a recap from there. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's a busy time. Yeah. Well, with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have an ice week. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.